It's the breakdown, and this one has it all. Men talking, women talking, players playing. <laughs> it is, I know that didn't sound like a good start, but listen to this, people. It's Dana Granu versus Kristen Fox and heads up in a $10,000 tournament. And whoo, this may be, I said to Grant, this may be like the best hand we've done in years. That's right. Years. This hand is fabulous. This is the kind of hand you smoke a cigarette after. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you are so deeply satisfied when you take in all the things that happen in this hand. This is this hand is actually even involves a mythological thing play that you rarely will see in the wild. I said mythological. It's obviously mythological. So just just getting out ahead of Grant on that one. Um, I, I think mythological is maybe better anyway. You may want to stay with that. Uh, but Negranu v. Foxen for all the damn marbles and what may be the best hand we've ever done on the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> That is so oversold. You're like you. a, you're like a Frontier Airlines flight over here. You're so oversold. You can't even fit a bag on there. You know I think first of all, I think it I don't know. We'll do it. We'll do the breakdown and we'll get a sense of how great we really think it is, admittedly. But I will say it is for just pure like viewing viewing value of like what happens from someone who's been doing this for nine years, I think this has got a shot to be a top ten hand we've ever done. You don't think so? I think we've I think we've done a better hand in the last couple months. I think the one that was called "Every Decision Is Interesting" is a better hand than this hand. That okay, is my that doesn't opinion. in any way respond to what I said though, which was, "Is it a top ten hand we've ever done?" No, I'm going to say no. We've okay. done a lot of amazing hands. We've done we have. probably over a thousand hands. It's hard to be top 10. It's yeah. really hard. Like Steph Curry is really good. Is he top 10? Come on. It's tough. Probably. Maybe. It's tough to Maybe. crack the top 10. It's tough. I think, I mean, what are, what are obvious top teners? Let's not spend too much time on this, but what are obvious top 10 hands that we've done? I think, I mean, you know, if we the just go greatest folds we've ever book. seen come and come to mind. Yeah. Like our book has at least five or six hands better than this one, and that's just pre twenty nineteen hands. So you can't name any. So you're just like you don't know. I mean, there's the the Ian Steinman Joe McKeehan one, which might be literally the best hand of all time, in my opinion. I don't think um, I don't think it is. But there, one. the Yup Vanden Bygart fold is clearly there. We go. It's the one that's named. The talking. book is named after. That's yeah. That's a great hand. That that's a great. Um, hand. That's an incredible hand. Yeah, there's there's the more. Chris it's, Oliver, don't put the Chris me on the Oliver spot. PCA. Chris Oliver jams uh, into uh, what's his face who folds the straight when their heads up against the crazy Chris Oliver correctly, and then comes back to win. The I PCA. would argue that's, that's a top hand. I would actually argue that this hand that we're going to do is better than that hand. That hand just had a bigger moment attached to it, which gave it more gravity. Okay, you are really bad at yeah. ranking hands. That's what I've learned. Really, really bad. <laughs> hmm. That's okay. interesting. Not everyone's good at things. You're, you have some skills, I'm sure. You're good at making soup, I've heard. So that's something you've you had, can feel You've had about. the soup. 
You've had the soup. I am good at making soup. Okay. All right. Let's not go. My soup. You're pretty good at making soup. <laughs> it's not like I'm like Gordon Ramsay. Is he here? This is incredible. I've never had soup like this. You know, it was good soup. You haven't had like Gordon Ramsay soup. You don't know if I make no. better soup than Gordon Ramsay or not. I have watched some True. Gordon Ramsay programming. I've never seen him make soup. He might have the soup yips. Have you considered that Gordon Ramsay <laughs> might have the soup yips? And therefore, you know, I the, have a huge edge. Whenever you're auditioning a chef, there's two things you ask him to make that really show you how good they are. One of them is an omelet, and the other thing is soup. So yeah. I'm pretty sure Gordon Ramsay's, so, you know, fucking minestrone would just own your life, Holmes. Why do you think he had to pivot to television from actual restaurant touring? It's because of mm. the soup yips. He, in, in the late 90s, he was <laughs> crushing the soup. Left and right. Yeah. Smooth, okay. buttery soups, chunky soups, meaty soups, vegetable soups, all of the soups. He had it all. And then there was one incident in London, 1999, December 2nd. It was the day that the soup all went away for Gordon Ramsay. Do you think it's possible for soup to actually change your life? Like you have soup and you're like, I've got it. Things are going to be different now because you have like a soup. Because I think that is true for certain yes. foods maybe. But soup, I can tell you exactly. I can tell you exactly how that can happen. It can okay. have methamphetamine in it, and <laughs> you can become addicted yeah. after chasing that high to the methamphetamine, and that will change your life. Well, the weird thing is, you would probably be just thinking it's soups, though, that are driving this insatiable need for more, right? So you keep going back to the soup well, if you will, and failing at finding yeah. that. That kick. Well, you might become obese eating as many soups as possible, you know? Yeah, because some of them are going to have heavy cream, right? The best soups have a lot of heavy cream, yeah. I would guess. I mean, if you get and canned cardamom. soup at the store, you're not, if, you're not, if you're not making the soup from scratch, you're, gonna, you're not getting healthy soup. Progresso soup is like, it's, it's like cigarettes for your stomach. You don't want, you don't want to Come eat on. that shit. It's really bad for we you. Can't, not everyone can be a freaking kale-eating vegan like yourself, Grant. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and go, go eat one can of Progresso clam chowder a day and we'll see if you're alive in a year. We'll find out. Okay. But you, you could have non cream based Progresso soups and you'd be fine. Come on. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go get a Progresso <laughs> minestrone. Let's see I, if you get gout. Let's find out. I've never had gout. So how would I know? <laughs> By the way, Progresso, don't yeah. sue us. <laughs> okay. Why? Um, I'm I, defending them. I was just saying. I w and also, I never said definitively what would happen. I'm saying, let's see. It's an experiment. Said, you know, it's I think different. You said, didn't you say, see if you don't get gout? <laughs> that's, that's a little I bit thought, of a I thought I said, let's assertion. see if you get gout. Eh, well, it depends. I, I mean, my lawyer is going to fight that. My lawyer is going to fight yeah. for me on that one. Yeah. I think it would be good for you to get sued by a multinational soup company anyway. Mm -hmm. You know? It would really light a fire under me, soup-wise. Yeah. You'd be like, as as that, soup, soup did change someone's life, finally. And it was Grant when they sued yeah. him. <laughs> right. Because yeah. then I became like the greatest lawyer of all time in, my, exactly. in <laughs> mounting my own defense. Yeah. And also, you started doing that thing where, where you were in jail, because you're in jail before the trial, obviously, for this. And you're just like working out every day. You get super buff, like freaking Chris Hemsworth. And you got tattoos all running up and down that say things like, only God can mm -hmm. judge me. Be fucking cool. 
You'd be a different dude. Yeah. Yeah. It would, One face tattoo I have, and everything I have a will be few different of those. for you. Only guy can judge me. T- I actually knew a I guy think, who had a tattoo that said that. Well, I, I guess if you, if you put it on your body, then it makes it true, right? So good yeah. for him. He, he nailed it. I was just like, um, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, we're probably not going to be the best friends. All right. So yeah. this hand was suggested by Zach Lou, who is a friend of yep. the podcast. Thanks, Zach. Uh, Zach suggested this a while ago uh, via text, which is why it took so long to actually have it happen. But great job, Zach. As I've already said, this is probably a top 10 hand of all time. Are you just uh, trying to rub into the, the, the many audience members who don't have your phone number to text you? Or you're like, oh, Zach did it through yeah. text. Could you text me? No, you can't because you're not cool <laughs> enough to text me like Zach. Right. They can discord me. Is that a thing? They can tweet. Oh, yeah, me. that's the same. Any sort DM of DMing through social in. media, that's yeah. not the same. You haven't, no, you haven't really voluntarily not. given your phone number to these people. Nope. Of course not. I'm not an idiot. I've seen these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what they're going to do? If they get your phone number, they're going to sign you up for all sorts of stuff. All right. Look, I so love our audience as much up. as the next guy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to take one more shot. I love our audience as much as the next guy, <laughs> okay. but... These are some cheese eating motherfuckers, you know, like I do not want to give away anything. I don't have to. What you know? the we're gonna hell cut, we're does gonna cut that, that out, right? We're going to cut that out for sure. We'll never we make sure that's edited out because they might. Yeah, we're going to cut that out. But I also have a right. separate question that has nothing to do with anything that's been said. Yeah. What yeah. is it? What what is what's bad about eating cheese? What do you mean? Cheese? You eating know, motherfuckers? no, 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 no. Nothing's wrong with eating cheese. But if you're a cheese eating motherfucker, that's a problem. That's like being a mouse. Is this like a racial breathing. thing? Are you doing a racial thing? What? How is, is that, that racial? Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to figure Not out where racial. you're going. No, it just means you're a dummy. I think you did racism. <laughs> I think you did some racism there. I'm not I sure really how, did. but I think no, no, you no. did. It's like a dog no, whistle, could, some sort of dog whistle. You could reasonably say I attacked <laughs> the middle of America, I think, much more reasonably than you could say I was being racist, right? Because that's where the cheese comes from is the dairy belt. You know, California produces more cheese than... Did you, know that, did you know that California produces more cheese than Wisconsin? Said only by someone who's got, like, family in Wisconsin is the only way you could ever know that, right? Because it's impossible to know that. Uh, how is it impossible to know that? Maybe you just have to sometimes remember things that you learn, which I know is hard for Do you for have some family people. in Wisconsin? Do you have family in Wisconsin? No. You do? No. That's a lie. Your wife, I don't. Is she, does she have family in Wisconsin? Your she wife? has an aunt in Wisconsin. Yes. Oh, so you have family in Wisconsin. I see. If you're lying about that, what else are you lying about? Huh? Don't you think the people of Wisconsin would like to suppress the fact that California produces more cheese? They're known for cheese. It's not like the people from Wisconsin are like, oh, yeah, you know what's great? California, which isn't known for cheese at all, is crushing us at the one thing we're known for. Good for us. Like, that's not what I they're doing. I would say it's the opposite. I would say it's the opposite. The people of Wisconsin are like, fucking A. California makes more cheese than us, and we're still the ones who are known for it. Fuck everyone. We crush. Because it's not about quantity, motherfucker. It's the quality. And that's how they would say it because they're from Wisconsin and they eat a lot of cheese. <laughs> and these are the people that you're describing as cheese eating motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Minnesota. Okay. You can throw Minnesota in there too. <laughs> All right. Let's get yeah, throw them in there. Enough, we can always, we always got room for Minnesota. Yeah. 
Let's right. go. We're heads up. It's PGT event number five, which is a 10K buy-in. We've got yep. the luminaries heads up. We've got Kristen Foxen and Daniel Negreanu. They're both Canadian. Isn't that wonderful Correct. for everybody? I wonder if they have cheese in Canada. Do you think they have cheese or do they just have like poutine nacho cheese type stuff? I think, yeah, I think it's all just stuff from a jar that's mostly liquid. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's the Canadian yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. We could ask Negrano and Foxen, but instead we're going to analyze their hand. So uh, what's the payout scenario here? We're heads up for PGT event number five. Both players have locked up $105,000 in this $10,100 No Limit Hold'em event. First place is $60,000 more. That's what they're playing for. That's the whole deal. It's been interesting to do these PGT hands because it produces a lot of interesting hands because the entries are, are populated by such a high percentage of quality players. But the stakes are so much lower as far as the top end money yeah. because you know it's smaller yeah. fields and... Reasonably so. I don't want to play that 10K with all these players in there. No, thanks. Oh I'm going to put 10K in the main event instead of there for sure. Of course. You're not an idiot. Um, I, I wonder if the fact that they're, and I'm going to put quotes around this, but that they're only playing for $60,000 for these two players actually frees them up a little bit too. I wonder if that changes and they can sort of be more or less ICM aware than they might be if they're playing for a million dollars right now. I wonder if that changes the way Negreanu might make some of his decisions. I don't know. Well, when they're heads up, obviously there's no ICM. Uh, so I think... No, but there's, but there's some decisions with, where you might, you might make a tighter fold or you might not make the really higher variance play kind of a thing where you might if, you, if it's for less money. I'm, I'm wondering if it affects that. I am going to give... I'm going to give full credit to both Daniel Negreanu and Kristen Foxen to say that okay. if they are heads up, and they will go pure theory and recognize that there is no ICM in pretty much any scenario based on the level of experience they have in tournament poker. And they're not going to change their play based on what the stakes are because there is no theoretical reason to. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Also, they're like being televised and they have brands and all these other things too. Okay. Fair enough. Good. That's what I want. I want them at their level Good. best guns ablazing. And that's what we're going to get in this hand, by the way, because it's one of the best hands we've ever done. I don't know about that. It's like a 85th percentile hand. Does that count as one of the best we've ever done? Nope. Sure doesn't. But let's get to it. Let the public decide. All right. Foxen has way more than Negranu at the 80K big blind level. She's got 6 million and Negranu's got 1.45 million. And wow. she is going to limp the button slash small blind with 8-7 of clubs. How do you attack this stack depth when it's a, a quality opponent heads up for a tournament when Foxen has like a meaninglessly large stack and Negreanu has under 20 bigs? How are you going to deal with hands like 8-7 suited if you're Foxen? If we're Foxen? Um, I guess what she's trying to do is make sure she's going to see a lot of flops this way, right? She's concerned if she's raising, she's going to induce more jams, which is this is not the kind of hand she wants to induce a jam with. Um, obviously, sometimes Negreanu just going to jam anyway. He might just jam 16 blinds. Sometimes and there's that's too bad. But yeah. then she cuts down her losses. She gets to save a blind when he does that. And the times when he checks back or raises less, that's good too, right? Um, so either way, she gets to sort of keep the um, her positional advantage a little stronger by keeping them slightly deeper this way, which is good. I think if you're her, you'd rather be a little deeper when you're in position. Do you I think mean, it's likely could, that what? in a matchup? 
in a matchup with Negrano, do you think it's likely that Foxen is just going to have a general strategy where she's always limping the button or is she going to have a mixed strategy? I don't think she's limping a hundred percent of hands. I think she's going to jam some hands, but it might be jam or limp and then fold the absolute bottom of a range, the bottom 3% or 4% or something like that. But it might, but might, it might yeah. literally be just jam or limp, everything else. She may have no other raise size besides jam. And she's probably only, I would guess she's only raising with the jams here, her pretty good hands that aren't super, super strong. So like King Queen, probably going to jam at least some of the time. King Queen's actually a hand you could decide to limp and even call off with, by the way. Um, but she might jam that sometimes too because she's happy to just take it down there. A hand like Ace-King, I'd be really surprised if she's jamming that most of the time. But a hand like Ace-Four suited, I would guess she's usually jamming. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, she limps Ace-Seven suited. Gonna jam. Yeah. Negranu is happy that there's a limp because he's got three deuce off, which is, in this situation, worse than seven deuce off and is going to make the check. So here we are. Heads up, yep. 240K in the pot with the big blind ante. The flop is 993 rainbows. Nope. Well, I have two nine of spades in my notes. That's probably wrong. Uh, nine of hearts and nine of spades. <laughs> and the three of clubs. Yeah. Okay, rainbow. Okay, so it Daniel seems like maybe Negranu and- should. Uh, yeah, and Fox and flops two back doors. It seems like Negrano should just lead probably a lot of the time, right? Just protect your very weak hand that has some equity. Um, leading is fine. Um, Foxen's probably going to take a lot of shots at this as the massive chip leader if we check, right? Yeah. So we can yeah. we can I mean, pick up a little that... bit of value that way, but we also aren't denying equity if we are if the plan is to check call. She gets you know some free shots at turns and rivers. Well, maybe Negrano was thinking the same way you were, but with the uh, with the fold equity in mind, because Foxen does take the the 80k minimum shot, and Negrano yep. raises to 180k. I mean, which is just uh, kind of a manifestation of what you're saying, right? He's like, well, yeah. she's going to take shots. I'm likely to be ahead. I wonder if he's calling off if she moves in. I like, I don't know. That's not what happens. So I, I don't know. know. I don't but know. It's interesting. Probably not. If, he, if she moves in, she's moving in only... I mean, he can only beat air. There's no draws on this board at all. It's a rainbow 993. I think he's folding if she moves in. I think. Yeah, probably. Because even if she has like a three she doesn't in her move hand in. and she decides... Yeah. Also, the hand's not over. So she calls. Right. So I That's, guess this is her acknowledgement that Negreanu is going to have a lot of check raises on this board. He's just like, you're going to take a shot hundred percent of the time. I'm going to check raise because you're taking too many shots here. I think is what she is thinking. He's thinking, well, Negreanu, well, they both probably have a similar amount of nines in their range, right? I guess she can fold like the nine deuce off suits and he has all of them. Right. Um, yeah. Neither of them, he, neither of them really have like a hand like ACE nine very often. I guess she has more ACE nine than he does. Um, he probably, I don't know. King nine is probably close. They probably both move in with King nine pre a lot. Um, and then after that, it's probably all the same, right? So the nines are pretty similar. Um, if you're Kristen, he sort of, you, you would think Daniel's saying I have a nine or nothing when he check raises, right? 
And that's one of the cool things about this check raise from Daniel. We've seen him do this against really good players before. Where he check raises medium strength hands in spots and gets people to call with worse, which you generally don't see in real poker very often. Generally, if you when you check raise medium strength hands, they're folding worse and calling with better. But Negreanu has found a way. He find, he picked his targets really well in his situations really well. Where he's gotten away with this before. We saw him do it against uh, Daniel Coleman back in the day in a big high roller event. And we're seeing him do it here against Kristen, where she doesn't fold even the 8-7 clearly with designs on sealing this pot, right? Because why else would she call? There isn't even a club on the board. I think it was the original big one for one drop that you're referring to that he did that in. Was it? Either the original or Maybe. the second one. I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 But it's... Foxen obviously has a beat on the situation where she believes Negreanu is going to be a little loosey goosey eating a sandwich here. Sometimes if she's going to mm-hmm. float on a paired board with two back doors and two unders to the nine, I would think if you're, Negreanu, so obviously she you has might plans. Be able to, you might be able to check raise this board almost with impunity where she bets 80 K there's 320 K in there. We raise to 180. And we just probably get a bunch of folds. Like so many folds, we're just printing money no matter what our two cards are. And then sometimes we even have something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so she she calls though. So the pot's right. now 600K. We've got 993 yeah. rainbow. Fox has two back doors with a seven, eight of clubs. Uh, there's a three of clubs on there. Negreanu's got a three. Oh, okay. The turn is the king of spades. King of spades, which... Uh, Rarely affects anything. She must have called partially because that third club was there too, right? Like without, without the two back doors, she probably folds with there's no clubs on the board too. She might not even bet it if there's no clubs. She, she might. But like, she's like, all right, it's cheap. I'm in position. He's got a lot of bluffs. So I, I got to think that club matters too. All right. Yeah, I agree. Um, king of spades, meaningless card for the most part. I guess sometimes... Yeah. Fox and floated with a king. Sometimes Negreanu raised with a king. I don't know. It's possible. Um, yeah. But Negreanu decides to check. What do you think about Negreanu checking now? Well, now that she's called the check raise, he should be... I mean, he's, she, he's beating like ace highs, like the bad ace highs or the really good ace highs, I guess, like the ace queens of the world that limp to induce a jam sometimes from him. Uh, but beyond the ace highs he shouldn't really be beating anything, I guess, unless he's very aware that she can have hands just like this, right? The two backdoor hands that call the raise, even though he's short enough that maybe she's not supposed to call the raise. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, What do you want to do as as Negranu here? Like, we, we check raise, we get called, and it's like, well... What cards are we hoping for on the turn? There's like no really, I guess a three or a deuce is better than not a three or a deuce because everything else makes a, some hands beat us, but there's no really good cards. Even yeah. a three or deuce ain't amazing, right? I guess a nine is pretty good. Yeah, that's true. A nine is pretty good. There's not much. Yeah, I don't know so what you're an supposed interesting, to do. This, this is... yeah. This is part of why people don't do this check raise because this is the spot that can happen. You're like, okay, well now what the hell do I do? And don't we turn our hand face up almost immediately if we check here? Like if we had trip nines, would we not continue almost all the time? 
when we got called on our check race on the flop, would we not try and build the pot enough so we can move in on the river? I think we would. It's hard to no. say. When you're dealing with players who are both in the rarefied air and are in the same circles and are constantly yeah. trying to find ways to outthink each other, I, I don't think that necessarily applies. I think it applies in most cases when you're playing okay. tournament poker and you're just not playing such an iterated game. But with these players, they're going to try to throw different things at each other some of the time, I would think. Okay, that's a really good point. You're right, for sure. At the same point, I would still think the majority of times Daniel has a nine, he will keep, he will continue on the turn, but certainly not always for the reasons you said. Yeah. So he checks. I don't know what to read into that as Fox, and you could just read that he's giving up I probably wouldn't yep. put him on a three. I'd put him on either a very strangely played nine or like Jack 10, something like that. Right. Uh, right. So she's going to take a shot. She bets 175 into 600, which is like super wow. cheap for the turn. She's basically saying, if you just had nothing, just give up. Like it's time to give up right. now. If you had nothing, I caught you. If I don't have it, I win. I'm in position. Just give up, Daniel. It's 175. But he doesn't quite have nothing. He has bottom pair. He's chopping with most threes now because of that king. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I guess that's good. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. What do you think? It's not amazing. I mean, <laughs> it's a my inclination against, against most opponents, this is a check fold. Right? If we decided to check raise the flop, they don't go away. We check the turn and they decide to bet. I would just fold because I'm only beating weird bluffs and floats, and there just aren't that many floats on 993 Rainbow. There just aren't enough, I don't think. Um, but Daniel knows Kristen really well, and I guess has a better sense of her range than I do. I'm talking about normal opponents. Kristen's going to have a million sneaky plays in her, and Daniel knows that, I guess. I, I would just throw my hand away, but I'm not Daniel Negreanu. What, what do you want to do here as Daniel? Against your standard opponent, I would just throw my hand away uh i don't know i am a little bit tempted to go into exploratory mode here and go for a literal min race because if the situation is playing out the way that it kind of looks like it is like she's how is she gonna call with anything but a nine against a literal min race that is a really cool question how much will he have left if he min raises he started with 1.45. He has put in two, uh, like 240 up until this point. Yeah. So if he does a min raise, he'll, he'll have under it's a million, like just under a million. Yeah. So he'll have like, so actually he can put in the min raise, get called, shut down, and still have enough that it doesn't change his, his situation that drastically. He'll still have like 11 blinds or something, 12 blinds. So it's not too bad. Yeah. That is a yeah. very cool idea that I had not even considered. The min raise here. We min raise, we will get a better three to fold. We'll get some other weird shit to fold. Like you said, maybe a king decides to call, maybe. But a nine is the only yeah. easy call in the deck here. The, it's the only thing that Kristen can have that she would very comfortably call. I would think if she calls the min raise here, we never put another chip in the pot and we feel good about it, right? Yeah. And it's like a really cheap way to, to see if she's just fucking around and we can win a pretty significant pop for our stack. Yeah. That is really cool. I like it a lot. That's not what he's going to do. Thank you. But I you. like it a lot. No, 
he's going to call because he's Daniel Negreanu and Negreanu calls is the most yeah. said couple of words in poker. Uh, so Negreanu calls. Okay. The pot is 950 K. Yeah. The river is the king of diamonds. Counterfeits Negreanu's hand. He is literally playing the board. It's very hard to play the board on this board, but he's doing it with deuce three on king, king, nine, nine, three. Yeah. Yeah. So that sucks. That's, he that's, checks. That's bad. Yeah, he checks. I like checking here. I mean, I mean, we either check or we move in, I guess. I guess we could bet. But I mean, checking makes yeah. obvious sense, right? Like, whatever. It's not, it's not going well. So is Foxen. This is kind of an yeah. interesting spot as Foxen because if Negreanu has a nine, he's never folding, right? Like, if, right. if Foxen has a king, so be it. Um, but yeah, he's going to call. Negreanu has a decent amount of threes as played. He has a decent amount of threes. Is your eight kicker with kings and nines good enough to check back and hope that it wins? Or no. do you need to bet because Negreanu just checked out of the big blind? He could have anything with a three that would we, be bigger than an eight. A million percent have to bet. He check called the turn. He, he, we can't assume he only has threes here and nothing else. He check raised the flop. He has a three. I understand. But we shouldn't think there's a lot of threes in his range when he check call. When he check raises flop, check calls turn. Like, those are unusual lines, uh, unusual line for each street even to, to play with that hand, right? That part of the range. So, well, what, what hand does it make sense with? I think it makes more sense with like two back doors type thing, you know, right? Check raises flop. Why would and he then call the turn? I guess he, why would he, it's like, he has to like turn a spade. It's hard to come up. He has ace high. No, he just would have jammed his ace highs or raised his ace highs pre, right? Yeah. Fuck. What does he have? Erase everything you just need, said. It's always it's always the three or a nine at this point. It, yeah, he never has like pocket fours in a million years. Nope. And if he does, by the way, we're winning anyway. Who cares? We don't even care if he has pocket fours. Um, okay, well, I guess we can bet so to try and fold out a three because you assume he's not going to play a nine like this that often. Where he's not going to continue the turn. He's just going to check call turn and then check river again. Like, not that often, right? Checking river makes sense. It's Don't a three. Wrong, but the, the turn. Go on. It's a three or a nine or a random king. It could be a random king. Both these players can absolutely have random kings, as we can see, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. This is such a weird hand, man. I don't know, man. I don't know how they're, I don't know how these decisions are being made. Uh, <laughs> I can understand from Kristen's point of view, you would really hate to check and lose to 10 high here. You know, like it would just suck if Daniel has yeah. like 10, three check raised, check yep. called, and he's always folding if we bet. And somehow, some way we let him win this whole pot. We don't have to bet very big, by the way, what? we can bet super small, right? I think it's more interesting to ask, what card do we think we feel comfortable checking back with as Foxen based on all the mm. things that we've said, like yeah. we're not getting him to fold a full house, obviously. So that's not the obviously. goal. The goal is to get him to fold a weaker kicker on his two pair. So if we have a Jack, are we checking that's back? That's the question. We're definitely checking back yeah. a queen, right? A queen is good enough. The Jack is the question. Yeah. I think at 10, we're definitely betting. Um, a Jack is right there, man. It's so close. It probably doesn't matter. It's, we're probably almost indifferent to checking back or betting. It's probably that close in terms of, you yeah. know, 
value or not, or if we're valuing ourselves or get or getting to win the pot. Um, I probably well, I don't know. Let's think, think about it this way for into, a second. Yeah. Okay. Negrano has zero aces, probably having not raised right. preflop, right? Unless, unless so, aces, we're only losing to. We're only losing to queen high and chopping with the jack highs that had the three with them. If we have the jack, maybe we can consider checking back the 10 because we remove ace highs from the ground range. Like of his three X hands, we have removed the aces. We can remove a lot of the Kings because there's two Kings on the board. Could we, could we not just bet small enough that we get to fold out some slightly better hands. Maybe this is an interesting question. If Negreanu has queen high, would he ever call a small bet or would he just fold? Because if he's going to call a small bet know. sometimes, it's a real disaster to bet jack high, not, not for all of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> real disaster. I think we can consider checking back 10 high and I think we can check back jack high. That's what mm. I'm thinking. I don't... I think I would bet 10 high as a bluff. I think I can find a check back with Jack high. Also, I think I can do it. That feels pretty comfortable. feels pretty good. Anyway, okay. Foxen thinks Second she has question. to bluff just probably yeah. just in case, obviously it's fine. I mean, she's got eight high. I understand why she feels she needs to bluff. Right? Yeah. Like we can absolutely be losing here. Um, how should Foxen size it? Bro. 950 in the pot. Negreanu's got exactly a pot back minus 15K. He's got 935. Okay. We got three so, options I mean, here, right? Yeah. We can go baby. I, just to clean up hands like Negreanu has. Well, not like he has because we're beating that. To, to fold out like bet small enough so we fold out a 10. We can... Bet big, but not all in because it's such a strong play that if Negreanu, like if he's going to call that, then we save those chips or we can just move in so nothing weird can happen or effectively move in. Kind of like moving in. I'm not sure though. It's so hard to say. Like, why? If we're going to move moving in, in why is not like just a bet weird... six? Yeah. Go ahead. Just to not give him any chips left. Like I think it might be enough of a difference in the amount of times he calls that it's worth it. Like, let's forget about the story we're telling for a second. Is he really going to call if we move in with, with like a high card situation with like a queen? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Does, does a move in look stronger or weaker than a 600,000 chip bet? If you're, if you have a queen, high I can't run in this situation with the metagame and these players, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know either. That makes me want to bet less then because I think we accomplished almost all the same, if not all the same things with the 600,000 chip bet. And we save that last 335,000 when a grunter has it that in these never fold. Yeah. We are totally going to save it just like Foxen did who bets 550. Oh wait. Yeah. The moves in and she has to ah, fold. That's the ah, whole thing. Ah, <laughs> the does the thing that we've talked about for a solid like seven years on the show, eight years on the show, what we call the play. And I don't think we've ever truly seen the play for real until now. We've seen approximations of the play, right? But where they like click back plus a little bit more. This is nothing like that. This is Negreanu giving her, it's 335 to call. No, no, sorry. It's less than that. It's more than that. It's 385 to call. The pot has got, what, almost 2 million in it? I mean, 1.8 yeah. million? 
uh, he's saying, I expect you to call. He's basically, honestly, he's repping a king. He's not even really repping a nine anymore. He's repping a king, right? He wouldn't move in with a nine. He'd just call with a nine, right? What's the point of moving in? You could, you could ask. I wouldn't move in with a nine. Yeah. I, just, I, I, I guess it, it doesn't really matter what he's repping. He's basically saying, like, you either have a nine or you've got nothing most of the time. And I think based on the way that you play, you're going to have a lot of nothing. So mm. you just can't call. You just can't right. do it. Do you think there's any part of him that thinks if I move in right now, she may fold the nine? I mean, it's only like no, it's four. It's no. four and a half blinds, five blinds. It's not even five blinds. She she has to call. She has to call with a nine. The price is too good. Yeah, she might be like some. I mean, he can't only move it. He should only be moving in with a king, though, right? If he has a nine, why would he move in? It doesn't make any sense, right? No, because she not could easily have gone king's fall here. What? Yeah, because because she's not um, he's not going to fold out a nine. So yeah I, yeah, I agree. The thing is, she's getting such a good price with a nine, and she. By the way, it's not like calling really changes. If he's got her beat, the extra three hundred eighty-five thousand doesn't really change the situation that much either, right? It's like it's okay to give him those four, five more blinds. She still has a big, big chip lead, you know. So that's another reason to yeah. call when you have a nine. You have like essentially the best bluff catcher in the world when you've got a nine. I guess, yeah. It's really, it's really interesting. He's just, it's just him acknowledging that he's playing the board, and there are very few hands that are playing the board. It has to be literally the same hand that he has to play the board. Yeah, and uh, he just doesn't think he thinks her frequencies are off. I guess he thinks she's got too many float bluffs. Maybe he thinks she just sizes differently on the river uh, if she has it. Come on, a little bit. Come on, Foxen. I know you always say this kind of stuff, and yet the play, the pros make plays against each other all the time based on sizing, all the time. So he may think what yeah. she's got, when she's got what she considers to be the nuts, he's she's gonna he's sorry she's gonna make more polarizing bets, i.e., all in in this case, more of the time. Maybe not all the time. I'm not saying there's no mixing here. Of course there is, but that she's going to lean towards the all in when she's got a nine or a king and, and he checks to try and get the call, especially a king. By the way, of course, I, I assume he's. I assume she's moving in with a king to get value, full value from the nine, because um, the nine, as we we're saying, can only call and but will and will always call. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's part of it too, where he's like, okay, you don't really ever have a king because you move in with a king to try and get value from a nine. Mm. So if you don't have a king, maybe now you now it's only nines, and you can have a nine. I don't think you're going to fold for three eighty five more. <laughs> but can you? Have, but if you can have other things too, you probably have a lot of other all the two back door things on the flop. He set it up so they are sort of forced to stick around when he check called turn right instead of like betting the turn himself when he would have clearly gotten a fold. Yeah. Well, it works out. She folds face up. Is sad. It's amazing. Negrano gets the glory, but uh, doesn't get the money. He loses no. to her anyway. But what a hand. Check raise, check call, check raise. Woo! With yep. the worst hand you can have. <laughs> he blocks a three, yep. I guess. That's the good news. He blocks, he blocks threes full, although threes full hate their life anyway when he moves in. I guess he, they call. Full might fold with the same frequency as eight high. I don't know. I don't know. I doubt it because, um, a, again, a not, it's only a king that he's representing here, right? So, and she has to have some calls. Yeah. So I assume, I assume threes full. I don't even know if she's betting threes full on the river. Is she? 
when the nine and Kings both are paired. Actually having, no, having three is full is bad if you're Foxen because then you, you remove all of Negreanu's counterfeited combos. Not only that, he doesn't have hands he can really call with. Like he can't, he doesn't have any ace high, so he can't call with ace high. Like she can have ace high, but he can't like, he doesn't really have blood catchers. You'd actually rather call. I think you'd rather call with eight, seven suited than threes full. If you're Foxen, if you somehow bet the river, I think it's better to call with eight, seven suited. That can't be right. What if he's, what if he's turning 10 high into a bluff? How does he have 10 high? Oh, cause he check called the turn. Yeah. He'd have to have 10, three in his hand to have 10 high. So you yeah, have but Jack, that's why the Jack three, queen three, 10, three. I don't think you're hearing me. Levy. The th- if we have threes full, there's only one three left is what I'm saying. I do understand that. Yes, but there still are going to be 12 combos of queen three, Jack three, 10, three, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd rather have eight high than he made, the thing is queen, so queen three. He doesn't he, queen three is weird because queen three. He's not going to check raise all in anyway. He can call with queen three if he wants, right? Those are hands that he could consider yeah. calling with. I don't know that he's going to, but he could at least consider it. I don't know if we're betting it as Fox. Yeah, and weird I think hand. we're not even betting threes. I don't think we're betting threes full. I think we actually checking back threes full on the river, even though no, I think shortened. so too. I think so for sure. It's funny. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Weird, crazy hand. All right. Well, how awesome is that? Good. Good job. Canadians. You did a fun one. Congratulations. Yeah. I like it when they fight When Canadians fight. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's so against their nature. It's, exactly. Like They're so that. pleasant. They're all like maple syrup. Fucking fight for it. Fucking Canadians. <laughs> Time, no rehearsal. I say, fuck second take. Not his baby scratching the vinyls until the record breaks. Mr. One Night is all I need. No second.